Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name's Robbie Engel, and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. Today, I am going to introduce you to a new friend of mine. We've met a couple times over Zoom and one time in person. He is living in Mesa, Arizona. His name is Scott Frickenstein. Scott, welcome to the True Face Podcast. And did I pronounce your last name correctly? You nailed it. You nailed it. (laughs) Thanks for having me today, Robbie. It was super great to be with you here in Phoenix a couple weeks ago and in warm Arizona greetings to everyone who's listening. It's really good to be with you today. Thanks, Scott. So, you guys, you guys and girls listening to this who haven't met Scott, uh, let, let me just give you my impression of Scott when I met him for the first time in Zoom and then in person. Scott's one of those guys who you can tell is a sleeper. Like he, he has this executive presence and poise that's like super strong, but he, he's just so engaging and purposeful and you know, feels like he's at a, a slower pace, but you know, it's just from his health. And, uh, and, and so that, that is my perception of you, Scott. I don't know you enough to know all of the story behind that, but as we, that was the initial impression. And then as we got to know each other a little bit and hear about your story and your journey, uh, you were with the air force, uh, as an officer for over 25 years, you were in key senior leadership uh, higher education analytical roles. You have a doctorate in operations research. You've got a couple master's degrees. You are a distinguished graduate from the National War College and on and on and on. And I was like, oh yeah, my gut intuition was right. This guy has been around and is a sleeper and it's been really fun to get to know you. Um, w- tell us about these uh, this, this flags in- behind you that I'm looking at in your office. Give us a little context and background. Yeah, amen. So near the end of our uh, military career, if an officer stays in long enough, they're given uh, some opportunities to do what's called command, which is uh, C-level leadership leading a a large organization. And so each of those uh, guide-on flags represent a command that God gave us the opportunity to, to lead a large number of airmen uh, either stateside or in the deployed environment. And uh, in, in, in my world, it was primarily uh, in the taking care of people world. So all the things that take care of people on a base. Uh, one time I was kind of like the mayor of a base. A base is like a city huh. uh, running a large ROTC detachment. Uh, just a real, real privilege to, to lead airmen and, and such a such a joy. That's awesome. So how, how many people, when you're running a base, how many people live on that, operate, function within a base? So a base is several thousand people. Uh, in my command, there was roughly a thousand uh, there. Wow. That That's were awesome. helping to take care of things. Yeah. That's awesome. I wanted to have you on the podcast to process uh, with the broader True Face group for a couple reasons, but primarily because you've been on a journey since you mm-hmm. got out of the Air Force five or six years ago um, to... Colorado Springs, and then now to Mesa just a year and a half-ish ago, I think, if I recall. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to hear uh, your story and and what God's been teaching you, because you've gone through a pretty major transition, which was uh, different than you expected in some ways. Yeah, amen, amen. A lot of aspects to that 
post Air Force journey. And I'll just kind of horn in on maybe the last year and a half. And so uh, very, very vivid things have been happening. And, and since since March of 2019, we, uh, Christy and I came to Arizona uh, from Colorado to visit a couple that we knew from our, our Colorado uh, couples Bible study and kind of the empty nesters version of spring break, you know, a nice long weekend away from uh, chilly and wintry Colorado. And while we were here, uh, we were hiking uh, out in the desert and we saw two of these saguaro cactus kind of leaning together. And, and I thought that was significant. I was about to make this really big point about, you know, look at these, you know, they're just kind of sticking together over all these years through thick and thin. And Christy was like, hey, let's take a selfie real quick. She teed up the photo and ends up putting the cactus right behind my head. So it looked like I had bunny ears. And she just made this big, you know, a lot of laughter about that. And, and during just like two or three days we were here, uh, Christy was coming alive, uh, literally in a way that I hadn't seen uh, in 25 years. She'd had numerous uh, significant chronic and acute uh, medical condition since very early in our marriage, they had taken a toll uh, on her vitality and her hope and her joy. And, and during the four years since retiring, we were in Colorado Springs, she was definitely not thriving there for a variety of reasons. And so watching her come alive uh, was huge. And, and it turns out having a little extra oxygen from 7,000 feet where we live down to about 1,500 and the consistent warmth make a really, really big difference for her. So we began seriously pressing into with the Lord the idea of moving. Uh, got back to Colorado, discussed this notion with our closest friends and mentors, and pretty quickly uh, decided to, to literally relinquish uh, our life in Colorado and all that that entailed. And that was a lot in order to pursue this really a multifaceted uh, reset, primarily to give Christy a shot uh, at better health. So God, God used Isaiah 43, 19 to encourage us uh, as we were thinking through that. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. So that was huge. And we were in the desert and I was seeing streams uh, just of, of life uh, in Christie. And around that time, a friend also sent me a, a devotional, uh, which was based on this, this strange Greek word, thalpo, which is only used twice in the New Testament. Uh, Ephesians 5.29, after all, no one ever hated his own body, but he nourishes and cherishes thalpo, it, just as Christ does the church. In 1 Thessalonians 2.7, but we prove to be gentle among you as a nursing mother tenderly cares, thalpo, for her children. And I'm no Greek scholar, um, but I've learned uh, through studying that those verses, Thalpo connotes the idea, just like when we were trained in survival school, of warming a hypothermic body uh, or, a, or a mother sitting on a nest warming the eggs. And it, and it depicts the depth of care and concern a husband is to have for his wife. And so just like a husband cares for himself and much more importantly, like Christ cares for his own body, the church, God was conveying to me that the next level of my cherishing Christy was to bring her to a place, not just for a weekend, um, to live where she had a better shot at thriving. So six months after our initial trip, 
we were Arizona residents. We left our communities of grace, uh, that wonderful Bible study we've been part of for almost 20 years, folks who knew us, who honored our story, and here we are in Mesa. So I got a few questions on this one, Scott. The uh, mm-hmm. So Christy was not thriving in Colorado Springs health-wise, but was, right. was she uh, settled, and how did she perceive and think about the move? Yeah, bought when I mean, we bought our first home after retiring. We lived on military bases for most of our most of our career. Never ever thought of leaving. I mean, a, a beautiful home. Look, we could see the Air Force Academy right out our back door over, mm-hmm. you know, the front range of the Rockies. Um, but uh, every time it got cold, so late August, early yeah. September, she'd begin coughing, mm-hmm. and it would last eight or nine months. Wow, and and sapped the little energy she did have, you know, and so that, that impacted everything, you know, ability to engage in relationships and other things. She was really just, you know, really hurting a lot. How, how was uh, that time for you and what you, were you pretty uh, content and were you thriving in Colorado? Was this a hard thing to walk away from and give up? It was, yeah. You know, the Lord um, brought a number of really, really great leadership opportunities while I was there working with a, a men's group through a ministry that's connected with True Face and, and helping to lead our men's ministry at church and just numerous relationships from our entire Air Force career. A lot of people mm-hmm. kind of retire in Colorado Springs for a ton of reasons, you know. Gotcha. So, so yes, there was, there was a number of things. And plus, you know, just great outdoor stuff, right? Yep. Um, biking trails and all those things and, and some really, really great friends. So this Thalpo, uh, if I said that right, the depth of the care and, you know, um, and, and concern for others and, and for Christy that you had, what did that process of trusting God to make this move in concern and care for her look like? Was that like a uh, a one time you went on a walk, did some thinking and said, I, I got to move. A good husband would love his wife and get her into health, regardless of the consequences. Or what What did that journey of giving up what you were holding on to look like? Yeah, that was really, really big. And, and, and because I think so much of our our life was there. You know, we had looked forward to retiring in Colorado for years, right? Mm. So, so there was, um, and in my in my coaching community, as I was discussing this with fellow fellow coaches, Christian and non Christian, they said, you know what, I think um, you need to spend some time grieving some of those things, and really, you know, relinquishing is one thing, but just really noticing, you know, Lord, you had done some really big things yeah. uh, in us and through us during those four years, but but I'm laying those aside. Uh, for for the hope uh, that this is going to make a difference, you know, for Christy. And so I knew it was the right thing to do. What I do with working with leaders, um, it can be done remotely. So that part of it, it's like, okay, you know, I could relinquish that. I'll trust God yeah. uh, to bring friendships. We knew basically one couple here and in, in your, your board chairman uh, yeah. and his bride, you know, so kind of two couples, you know. Um, That's so, awesome. Yeah. How has the transition been uh, over the past eighteen months? Because you transitioned not too uh, long before COVID, and and how mm-hmm. how are you and Christy, and how has this affected your marriage? Yeah, that's a that's a really really great question. And so, uh, Christy is on the uptick as far as far as her health. I, I loved your podcast a couple of weeks ago. It's not fully up and to the right, yep. uh, but it's definitely it's definitely moving in that direction. Um, there's 
there's positive progress, which is huge. And that helps to bring uh, some of the just really convergence, you know, in, in an empty nest, uh, divergence is really, really natural. When there's a caregiving, you know, chronic, uh, you know, that, that can lead to divergence, but there's been, you know, some convergence happening and that's just been real, really a treasure. That's awesome. Uh, what is your heart? Uh, what has God been teaching you and working on in your heart along this, uh, mm. this process of seeing God differently, this Thalpa, this care connection, what does that yeah. journey continue to look like for you? Yeah, that's huge. That's a great question. So I think uh, that the quick way to answer that is I'm learning to see again, but I need to unpack that a little bit. Um, during a quiet time shortly after we got here, uh, so late 2019, I was reading uh, Psalm 26 and I hit a speed bump when I got to verse three. It says, for your steadfast love is before my eyes and I walk in your faithfulness. It's like before my eyes. Um, I know I've read that a bunch of times, but it really, really jumped out because I didn't grasp what it meant. So I, I grabbed a couple other versions um, and one said, for I'm ever aware of your faithfulness and another for I'm, I'm always mindful of your faithfulness. So God wants me to see to constantly notice his loving kindness. So, you know, early on, so we're thinking, well, how have we seen his faithfulness, um, you know, through and after uh, a, an unplanned move? Frankly, we, we plan to stay there, you know, forever. And so uh, in late 2018, so this is before we ever got here, we'd attended a couple's retreat uh, for veterans that was really focused on identifying what as a couple we wanted to trust God with in the years ahead. And, and the two biggies, we came out of that whole weekend together of just focusing on that. And that question was a solid couples friendship. Huh. Uh, we had a lot of, lot of couples that we knew, but just real, real soulmates uh, with another couple and to see some strides in Christie's health. Hmm. And so we worked on both of those for a couple months while we we're still in Colorado prior to our initial visit to Arizona, but we weren't really making any headway. So several months after we moved here, Christy and I looked back. Uh, so we were seeing, we really noticed, you know, he orchestrated our move. He, he used it to start bringing both of those dreams from just concepts into reality. A couple's friendship, the one that we visited, well, we knew them from the study, but not super well. God's been building uh, a grace-filled, mutual, uh, loving, supporting friendship for each other from the moment we made our first visit. And that's a treasure. And as I mentioned, Christy's health, she's not a hundred percent by any means, but it's, but it's really improving. So we were seeing how God put together the aspects of our Colorado exit from selling our home, finding folks to pick up what I'd been leading, keeping our ministry partners on board. That's not something to take for granted where you're in ministry. You've got a support team. Sometimes they say, well, He's out of sight, out of mind, but they largely stayed with, you know, what we were doing. And then he paved the way for our arrival here, you know, from finding a home, joining a church, a community group, uh, runners that I could, you know, hit the trails with other leadership coaches and, and much more. So learning to see, Robbie. Tell me more about what that means. The see, I want to understand that. And yeah, is amen. it seeing his steadfast love? Yeah, absolutely. So this is this is 
just so fun. I know when you were here, you noticed we have some really great sunsets, right? Yeah. And so each night, um, walking our dog at sunset at, at, a couple of weeks ago, just letting my heart and mind settle, you know, kind of as the day came to a close. And so, yes, you know, my cherishing of Christy, the little bit that I understand how to do that, you know, um, was a really a big driver for our move. But what was striking me during that, that sunset walk was that, um, and it was almost palpable. It's like, Scott, I really want you to see that I'm cherishing you. Hmm. And, and we know the verse, we love because he first loved us. <laughs> so, so to constantly notice he's faithfully loving me. So I'm learning, Robbie, to embrace that he loves me, to practice seeing that, increasing my awareness of his loving kindness, his covenant faithfulness to me. That's so consistent with the true face message of experiencing trust, you know, noticing his faithfulness in our, in our walk with God and with others. So that, that's huge, Robbie. So it's one thing to notice, mm. uh, to acknowledge his love intellectually and to accept it by faith, right? That he loves us, especially right on the heels of Holy Week. Uh, we paused to remember the love that he demonstrated on the cross. It's another thing to really live into what we talked about in Psalm 26, three, I'm always mindful of your covenant love and faithfulness to me to live moment by moment. So my nature, like yours, highly driven <laughs> achievement oriented, we can zip from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next throughout our day, get a lot done, get to the end of the day, not even remember what happened. Yeah. I've had and a lot so, of those days in my life, Scott. <laughs> I know about that. Uh, yeah. Much less how, we saw God and experienced uh, his love. So what I'm doing lately uh, to really attempt to be obedient to this is just inserting some brief pauses throughout my days to see, to, to see, to really notice his love, appreciate that I'm his beloved, um, to see he's actively cherishing me, tenderly caring for me as I walk with him uh, throughout the day. It's not a new idea, Robbie, by any means. The, the Benedictines years centuries ago had a practice they called stadio. It looks like station without the end. Just, just pausing between the various movements in their rhythms uh, as monks, you know, to notice God's love. John Eldridge calls it a one-minute pause. Yes, there's an app uh, for that. And so, you know, I'd learned to set aside kind of a monthly solitude time, a few hours, you know, a weekly day of rest, daily quiet time, but this is intentionally punctuating uh, my days, kind of like taking a sheet of music and inserting a rest uh, in each measure. So I literally take, take my, my calendar, I write it out each day, put a little S in between the movements, going from one coaching appointment or to a, a jog or whatever it might be, and just notice, how did I see God's faithfulness? So... This is really fascinating to me because I'm personally not good at this and I've been trying and it's in either you know, mindfulness, pause, rest, gratitude, thankfulness. It's in this camp that I just don't do well at. And, um, and it was interesting because hearing you reflect back on seeing God's goodness and steadfastness with hindsight is sometimes easier of the move and what he did and orchestrating. And you had these goals before you mm -hmm. even were thinking about Arizona, 
that God mm. answered through Arizona, which came up six months later, and that you had no idea how he would answer these hopes and these goals and these prayers that you mm. and Christy were asking. So hindsight is easier for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've got a legacy of looking back, but the present, I mean, we talked for a couple of minutes before this podcast started. Yesterday and today, I've just been in the funk, like low mm. energy, like I'm getting to mm. the office, I'm trying to... Um, spend some quality time reorienting myself around thanks thankfulness and mm. gratitude and it's just been like man mm. i got not, it just feels dry it feels mm. um boring feels <laughs> uneventful and i muscle through just long enough to start st- getting busy again because that's more comforting than just feeling yeah. raw to stay busy and engaged yeah. um and it's that presence of thankfulness like I mean, just this morning, I, I was trying to be aware and thankful um, and, and gratitude because when I feel blah, that was a disciplined way to try to increase thankfulness and gratitude. But mm. you're talking about this practice of like, um, you, you said stadio, uh, a rest in between different parts of your day. Mm. Now, I'm not a disciplined guy naturally. And Scott, I think you might be the definition of discipline uh, from the little we've, we've met and know of each other. So, all right, coach me, put on your coach hat. I, I, I don't know if I can do this because I've been trying and I'm not very good at it. This pause, this rest in between stuff, the thankfulness, get, unpack it for me a little bit. Coach me, how do, I, how do I take this principle and actually make it real in Robbie's life in the next few months. Yeah. I'll, I'll just give you a couple examples. Um, some of them are, you know, just really, really mundane, but I think some of it is, some of it is that Robbie. So the, I was in the last mile of a great, great bike ride, uh, with a friend a couple of weeks ago and in it, and it's pretty rare in arid Arizona, uh, to see a rainbow. So last mile, and we see this rainbow over this beautiful rock formation. And so, so real time, uh, we saw his his covenant faithfulness uh, to us, and so so just noticing, you know what, um, Lord, you didn't have to do that. That was that was a gift uh, of your love uh, to me as I was starting my day. Uh, pretty mundane stuff too, Robbie. So the other day when we were just kind of getting acquainted again, uh, the guy who normally clears all the leaves and debris off of a, a desert lot like ours um, once a month with his 4,000 horsepower leaf blower. Uh, he usually comes on Wednesdays or Thursdays. He came on Tuesday. He could have come this morning and right outside the window where, while we're recording this uh, bone jarring microphone uh, exploding noise, you know? And so the fact that he came on Tuesday as opposed to today, just, I just noticed, you know, that's a, that's a gift of your love to me so that you can reach through this podcast and not Michael doesn't have to cut out all the all the noise. Yeah. Just just to remind people of 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 your faithfulness uh, to them. So so, um, so how many times a day are you 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 doing this moment of reflection, thankfulness, pause to see God's faithfulness and love? Just just a handful, you know, a handful, you know, maybe five six times. Um, could be even just walking to the mailbox, you know, Lord, I'm just noticing, you know. Thanks uh, for this neighborhood we live in. Thanks for the beautiful sky. Thanks, you know. It's it's uh, it, it's noticing, attributing things to Him 
uh, and being being thankful for those. In this, as you've been stretching this muscle, uh, mm. how has your experience of the Holy Spirit been different in the past season compared to, you know, the, the experience of or awareness of the Holy Spirit throughout the day mm. in your faith journey 10 years ago? How has it mm. been different now that you've been really working on this? I think he's really warming my heart. Um, Robbie, like you mentioned, I, I am very, very disciplined by nature. That's, you know, in the Clifton strengths, that's one of my top talents. So I know he's wired me that way. That can also, um, you know, go into my, my spiritual disciplines. And so there, for, for a guy like me, there can be much more uh, discipline and duty than, than desire and delight uh, or even desperation, you know, for him. And so I think there's a, there's a warming uh, of my heart and, and certainly the disciplines have a place you know in, a, in our walk with God but there's there's yep. really more of a, a warmth a, a, a joy in my walk huh. uh, going through my day as opposed to bookends you know at the beginning opening with a quiet time ending with you know yep. some prayer time with my bride or a gratitude moment but really punctuating throughout the day uh, he's really with me in this huh all right so I, I want to work on this and so I'm going to keep pulling at this, this, at this thread. Um, Hmm. how much of this is a chicken or egg thing? It's like, you know, you've been faithfully, um, pursuing God and discipline and desire for uh, decades. And therefore that leads to a unhurriedness, a security in your identity that then becomes a foundation for you to be more mindful of his love and see his righteousness throughout the day. Mm. Um, or is it as you've, you know, been more aware and, um, of his righteousness, that's helping you become more secure in your identity and mature and grow. I don't know if I'm asking this in a similar way, but is there hope for me without continuing to just take, uh, baby steps for the next 20 years to get to the spot that you're describing of awareness throughout the day more frequently? You know, I think it's kind of like, uh, free will and predestination. Uh, the answer to both of those is yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it is honestly, in, in all seriousness, I think, it, I think it's, it's really both. I mean, I, I've had on my, you know, my daily prayer list for, for years, just that I'd be more and more aware, you know, of his love for me. And I, I think, I think the pausing, uh, in a, in a, in a, disciplined yes but a freeing way I, I don't have it you know you must do this at 1159 you know before you start your you know it's it's as I go throughout my day as I walk with him you know he's got me by my right hand uh and and walking with me as a loving father you know thank you father for that rainbow thank you for the not leaf blower thank you for uh, again the time the other day you and I had were just so sweet um just those are just attributing those as, as gifts to him. Even just some of the mundane stuff that we're checking off our list. I have to call uh, people that join our local coaching organization once a month, once a month new members, and welcome them. Uh, you and I could just look at it as, oh, that's another thing to check off my list. Now I'm seeing that as, okay, God is reaching through me. Yes, I have this official board position on in the, in the organization. My duty is to call these people. He's reaching through me to connect with them, to help bring them into this community of coaches. That's a gift that I was selected for that role, but so he can 
reach out through me in a pastoral way to these people who may or may not be believers to welcome them in. That's a, that's a, that's a gift. I wouldn't have seen that probably a couple of years ago this way. Huh. Scott, I, uh, I am really thankful for this conversation because this is, um, this is deeply important, practical, um, opportunities we have to trust God with the little things in the day and not let it end up in a bookend scenario where we're running so hard, um, in order to be aware of and see his steadfast love before our eyes. That is so stinking hard for me and for a lot of us of the busyness, the pace, the expectations of that are put on us that we are running hard. And if, if people are listening to this, like I listen to podcasts, you're probably listening to this at like 1.5 or two times speed driving about nine miles an hour over the speed limit to get to your next appointment five minutes late. Um, and, and so this has been just a, a blessing and an encouragement to me of, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like we are running around, uh, like chickens where there's such a bigger, broader story and a God who's not hurried and Jesus's life of such an unhurried life of going you know, at walking speed most of his life and, and in relationship, man, that pace eludes me. And this conversation is just an encouragement and a reminder to, um, be aware of his steadfast love and be thankful for it and appreciative of it and glorify the father by receiving and being aware of his love throughout the day. And I, I pray for everybody listening to this, that we get to practice this, that we get to Trust God with the little things with an unhurried spirit and in turn experience the warmth of our father's love as Scott it, it has been experiencing after applying some of this stuff into his life. This is awesome, Scott. This is fun, man, and timely. Y'all, it, it, if Scott, uh, it, as he is becoming a, a new friend and every time we talk, I'm, I can't wait for the next time. Uh, how, how do people get in touch with you? Is it by leadingbydesign.us? Because you are doing, you're doing executive coaching and discipleship stuff and workshops and team building stuff with your experience of decades in the military leadership. Uh, is that the best place to find you? Absolutely. Leadingbydesign.us. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'd love to, love to hear from anyone. And, and basically God has us uh, engaged with leaders that, 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 title leading by design has two meanings god has a design for leading god has a design for the leader uh, and so through you know coaching relationships i help christian leaders grasp how does god want them to lead you know based on his word how did he uniquely uh, wire them and kind of where those two things come together uh, so they can bring who they are to their leadership context in a way that honors god it's and i enjoy teaching you know groups of leaders or teams uh, these it. concepts as well. It's a treasure. I love it. Scott, thanks for doing that for me and for all of us today on this podcast. And uh, feel free to subscribe to this podcast. Tune in. We push one out every two weeks. And I'm thankful for all of you who are part of this True Face tribe as we uh, learn to trust God in each other in order to experience deeper relationships with God and others and therefore experience the peace and the freedom of what Jesus made possible. Let's tap into that and see that steadfast love a little bit more today. Take some pauses and take some moments of gratitude. Thanks, Scott. See you guys.